0: This episode is brought to you by Tristar Trust Bank.
1: Now I'm talking to friends and many of my artist friends all over the world regularly. And it's kind of fantastic.
0: Welcome to the Saginaw Art Museum podcast. COVID-19 pandemic is altering the usual routines of people around the globe and around the block. As practices of social distancing and self-quarantine are implemented, artists are finding new ways to adapt to the changing landscape. In this series, Art at Home, we have conversation with artists and creative-minded individuals to understand the way these unusual times are impacting lives. Collaboration and cooperation of artists is just one aspect of the current crisis that artist Mary McDonnell is experiencing. In our conversation, McDonnell also describes the way her life has become busier since quarantining restrictions have been in place at her home and studio in upstate New York. This interview was recorded May 14th, 2020. Mary, you uh, are in upstate New York, and for our listeners, maybe you can describe a little bit about the space that you're using right now to uh, make your art.
1: So I I live in the Catskill region of New York, which is not too far from New York City. Um, Having lived there for a number of years, I built a studio and a small house in the country. It's very similar to Northern Michigan. Um, lots of white pines and hemlock trees. And my studio is, um, I'm in my studio right now. It's, um, hmm, it's a, (laughs) well, it's a newish construction. So it's got big white beams holding the ceiling and, uh, of course, lots of white walls. And, and I work on the, the floor. So uh, I'm an aerial worker with painting. Uh, so the walls are pretty white, and the floor is pretty dirty. And uh, I'm a pretty messy painter. But I have three big skylights. I have really tall ceilings. And because I do look down, I built a mezzanine. So there's, there's a catwalk in part of it. So the ceilings are 20 some feet high. And, uh, that kind of space also helps me think. And, um, of course I want it to be bigger now than it is, but it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's a good place.
0: So your, uh, home and studio are on the same property. And, uh, right now is that, is that accurate then? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. The space that you've been working in here that's uh, something that you've been in a, a, a while?
1: Well, I, I kind of moved out of the city in 2004. Uh, at the time I didn't really realize that I was moving away from the city. I had lived there in Manhattan and Brooklyn for close to 20 years. And I, um, I I always loved the country and wanted something in the country. And I got sick of getting kicked out of studios in New York. Uh, you know, buildings would go for sale. Real estate went up, somebody, everybody got greedy and, um, and I got sick of getting kicked out of spaces and losing artworks in the process. And, uh, it's much more difficult moving in art studio if you make things and objects and paintings. Versus moving an apartment, let's say, um, or a home. That just seems simple comparatively. So um, I I lo- had looked for different properties and I settled on the Catskills more than, um, I guess I was looking up the Hudson. I was looking for close to New York and I still, just so I can still jump into New York as I like, um, to look at museums and art and listen to music and things. So, um, so yeah, this, this place just seemed really good. And I, when I came up, I, I started building and I ran into a lot of trouble, had hired the wrong person and, uh, it ended up being a much longer process than, um, than I thought, but, Anyway, I, I'm really glad that I, I stuck with it <laughs> and I have this now. So,
0: yeah. How has sort of the proximity to New York city impacted, uh, this time, uh, that you're having, uh, during, during the COVID-19 crisis, uh, you're, you're pretty close, um, or certainly a lot closer than we are here in Michigan To what's been described as part of one of the epicenters of the virus. Um, tell me a little bit more about how things have changed, uh, for you, uh, being that, that close to that space and sort of the atmosphere where you're at.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, many of my friends, I mean, often I think that my social life is in New York or the city. So, um, I I do go there regularly in my normal life. So it's really strange and odd to not be there. And yet I talk to many artist friends with Zoom or FaceTime or other ways. I'm in constant uh, dialogue with them and seeing pictures and and talking to them and, and feeling it because I know it so well and um it's just it's you know my my heart i i can't imagine it i mean i've been in new york when we had the blackout let's say in the early 2000s in august and and of course right after 9 11 and um you know there really is always an eeriness in new york and i i really really can't imagine these open streets night after night after night or day after day and um and uh, many New Yorkers have a second home where I live, and many came here. And there was, on uh, local listservs, there was uh, really ongoing battles about people that were saying, stay in New York, to some, and other people uh, that were saying, come on, we, we pay taxes, we live here too, <laughs> we support this, the, the county. And it's true. A lot of those dollars are what support it. And um, I have access because my my brother has some houses close up here and um, he's he doesn't live here. So I, of course, offered these houses to friends in New York and, um, you know, invited them to come and, of course, be safe in quarantine and not that I would see them, but just kind of offered them a place um, to come. So uh, there, there is a lot of that up here. I feel it. The road traffic is actually picked up where I live. And uh, I, I live in a wooded area. So I'm very aware of the rhythms of the road and other, the natural world around me. So that has changed. And, um, you know, I, I can actually feel it swell. Our region is one of the early regions that, um, I think Governor Cuomo is, um, declared, you know, we've met the seven points that he's outlined to, um, start, you know, getting back up again. So, um, and, and it's been really terrific in terms of, uh, A a local group of people has really put together, uh, they, they got together with the farmers and were big supporters of the farmers market, the local farmers. And it usually only typically only opens at the end of May, but they got right on together with them in March and they organized and they put out an email And, uh, they organize different bags every week and different offerings. And it's by butchers, uh, vegetables, uh, bakeries, uh, different local people. And you, you, you pay online, you drive up, pop your trunk, somebody puts it in and you leave and you're supporting the local economy, which is terrific.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, in some sense you you have that closeness to the city and the, you know, certainly it's impacting um, the region where you're at uh, but in other ways having your own space for uh, making your art has that uh, having that space created some uh, insulation of some kind uh, so that you're able to continue with perhaps some routines that you had previous to the quarantines, uh, previous to stay at home orders, or has your routine, uh, dramatically changed because of the things happening outside of, uh, outside of your studio there?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I really have to say that for the most part, my life is very similar to what it has been. What it's like on a daily basis, um I work alone and uh don't have any assistance so it's it's really um the difference is actually i I actually feel much busier now and 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 I said this early on, and I still feel it uh in that in my typical life, I'm not having lots of zoom calls or <laughs> Or uh, chats in this way, I'm, I'm visiting other artist studios and the network, the networks of painters and other artists and writers around me that I'm connected with. We we have gatherings and we see each other regularly, especially starting now and throughout the summer. Again, many of them having another place in New York. But now I, I'm talking to friends and many of my artist friends all over the world regularly. And it's kind of fantastic. Uh, it's, I think it's really great. Um, all these different, in a way, it's like a lot of things are are exploding in a way with these networks and these connections and people meeting and following other people's down their own rabbit holes, which of course leads you to others. And like, following hyperlinks all day, but it's, it's this network of people. And a lot, I think there's a lot of interdisciplinary artworks that are coming up and bubbling up. And, um, and I I find that really exciting. So it's kind of, it's kind of great. It's, it's, it's pretty inspirational. Um, In addition to in, in addition to my own work that that I'm working on and uh, continuing with with different projects that that have been with me that I return to regularly, like drawing practices and things. So,
0: yeah, the the place where you are able to draw your inspiration from it sounds like that is a, a deeper pool right now maybe the pool already existed, but the way that things are coming together has changed.
1: Well, yeah, I, 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 I think that what's, what's going on, I think there's a lot, there are a lot of new ventures. And I think that artists are really probing for, you know, we, we kind of have a chance to change things. I I definitely think that things aren't going to go back. I mean, the art world was kind of, uh, you know, there were a lot of changes being shown in the art world that they can't sustain art fairs and other things that have been happening. And I do think that, you know, commercial wise, a lot of places are trying to figure out a way to monetize right now. And that's still whatever. I mean, that's, that's something I don't really get involved with. I just make my work and I don't think about that, but I am aware of it. But I think it's exciting that what artists are doing right now. It's it's kind of like when the old system is falling apart. That's when we get creative, and I think that we have a chance right now to think about what what this means to all of us and to do something with that. Um, also acknowledging the difficulty in in uh, figuring out which way to turn when when people can't nobody can really project or can't see a, a particular future. Um, so I'm, I'm quite interested to see where this leads, but really what's most exciting to me are these, real, uh, these cross-disciplinary and interdisciplinary projects and things that are um, being pursued uh, across the arts world.
0: Sort of to that cross disciplinary um, tone, are there some of those projects that you have started or considered started starting um, with with other uh artists using other media
1: yeah well i um i I just did a, a reading for for this really great uh, a friend of mine she's a curator, and I met her in Spain in Mallorca and at an artist residency, Um, it's called the CCA in Anthrac. And I met her in 2017 and in 2019. And right now, just as COVID broke out, she was a curator in residence at a place called Das Weissenhaus in Vienna. And she had started a reading circle. And the reading circle, um, it, Of course, everybody had to leave when COVID broke out and um, everybody was in isolation. And so what she did was she continued the reading circle and she started a podcast called Reading Continues at Home. And I think it's pretty terrific. And you can go on the Das Feisenhaus website and search for it at any rate. I, I I will be reading something and I'm not sure it it airs on Sundays but you can listen to any prior podcast um I think there's been eight thus far so this Sunday would be the ninth one and um the topics are wide there's a wide range of topics and readings uh many of the readers are are from uh, Europe, and it might be read in, in Danish or German or Italian or um, English. <laughs> uh, so it, it's it's quite, it, it, this is really interesting. And so this is, I, I've been involved and I've been talking with her, um, and that's been really nourishing. And I'm also going to be doing something with a composer named Fred Hirsch, uh, and that's, that will be um i i did a project with fred many years ago which led to a project with um a group a, a composer from vienna and a composer his name's reinhold schinwald and his partner gina and and gina and and reinhold have a company called Burrow lunaire and uh, or a production company rather. And so I had, I had done a project with Fred where he did music and I, and I was drawing on his musical scores and there are pictures of these on my website. Um, and more information on this, should anybody be interested. But, um, at any rate, so, so I'm going to do a live program with Fred or I'll be, Fred and I will be in conversation talking about this project. And this project was was later taken up by Reinhold and, and performed. Um, I had stitched some musical scores that were Fred's, turning them back, turning them into visual scores. And those visual scores were then used for musicians to play from. And that was performed at two venues in Vienna, produced by Burrow Lunaire. In addition to Reinhold and I doing uh, a project um, that we call Relay um, about the back and forth that that we've we've been informed by each other's work since 2009, so we have many layers of going back and forth, and it it just seems really ripe right now at this moment to kind of. Bring bring these things out and look at them again and continue with them. So um, all of that's happening.
0: It it does sound like a, a quite a busy season for you, even yes. sort of a, amid amid everything else that's going on. Um, yeah. In closing, here, what do you feel like some lessons are that you have learned uh, during this period and that you hope to uh, carry through uh, into the future. Now, obviously, we have um, a lot of uncertainty right now, but I, I think that it would be interesting to hear some of the lessons that that you've learned. Um, and even with that unpredictability, uh, maybe a, a little bit, bit of a projection for for what the future might look like
1: well i I don't know about projecting the future but um what I would like to see i can i can certainly say what i'd like to see um i i I think that we're we're learning i mean for me tactility has a whole new meaning i mean tactility's always been a huge part of my work, and I do feel that it has i think of it in a much deeper way since this pandemic. But, um, I, I would like to see, I'm, I'm also very conscious of an analog world versus a virtual world and, and how those two things can coexist. And can they, and, and, and I'm very curious to see what's, what's going to happen with that going forward. Um, I'm also really hugely grateful for where I live and how I live, and I can grow my own food. Um, I mean, not entirely, but I, I have a vegetable garden. Um, I feel I feel really fortunate, and I think I think that as all of us stay in isolation, you know, hopefully with loved ones around, but I think we're very aware of of how connected, the interconnectability of the entire world, hopefully. You know, many people are in isolation alone and yet this this pandemic connects us in a much larger way. And I hope that people can come away with the understanding of this deep, deep, deep connectedness we have to each other and in a global sense.
0: Well, Mary, thank you again for uh, joining me here and sharing your insights and story. Um, it's really uh, neat to hear the way that you are uh, continuing to create art and be creative in this, in this time, and I wish you all the best.
1: Thank you so much. You too, and your family, and um, be safe.
0: Thank you for listening to the Saginaw Art Museum podcast. You can stay connected with the museum through our website and social media channels. We invite you to become a subscriber of this podcast or become a monthly contributor to the show to help us carry out our mission of providing art for all.